You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. And here we are, kicking off the next hour of the show. Been having a lot of fun. Kicking off hour number, what is this, three? We're already yeah. in hour number three? Uh-huh. Wow. Just that fast. <laughs> Just that <laughs> You got your tongue back yet? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Damon's back. He's good. We just had a fantastic conversation with DJ Dallas, Seahawks running back. And we've been getting so much response. Text line, how do you spell morphos? It's actually omorphos, O-M-O-R-P-H-O.com, O-M-O-R-P-H-O.com. Really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. And you, I mean, I ain't going to lie. I don't give you compliments very often, but you, you actually you looked the part, man. You look pretty good in that. Thank you. Like a professional athlete, some would say, right? Nah, I didn't go all there. I just you said you look you, you looked the part. Yeah. I just said you looked the part, man. Well, just go a step, why go you gotta, step why, further. Why you got to take a compliment and try to run with it go, too far? Go that step further. I don't want to go that step further. But I'm asking you to. But I'm not going to. <laughs> I've been asking for a lot of things in life that I don't get, so there's that. But, uh, yeah, that was that was really good. Uh, we got another text from the 707. This has been the, the funnest interview I've heard in a long time. Uh, I thank you for that. That was cool. It was a really fun uh, interview. Uh, DJ was great. He was fantastic. And, and that's, that's the thing. You, you never know how much fun you could potentially have on an interview. And so when I was telling my horror stories in my terrible Rihanna interview, you just never know. You have a good time. Mm-hmm. You, could have, you could end up having a really good time. Like, DJ is our homeboy now. Yeah. Like, like, forever. You know, oh, like, we'll always, be, we'll always be homies. See, that's just kind of how you start to build those relationships. But as a young cat in the game, I wasn't really that smart. So there's that. But, yeah, that was, that was, that was a whole lot of fun. So I definitely uh, appreciate DJ's time. Just with, when Wendy said, hey, Q and DeMond are definitely off the rails. So I guess you're not going to the NFL honors. Didn't bring your fancy clothes. Red carpet starts soon. Love y'all. Uh, love all the interviews today. That's for Just Win Wendy. And, no, going to the NFL honors uh, I'm excited about it, though. I know a lot of people are. They're going to find out who's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, matter of fact, speaking of that, uh, this is a perfect segue, Just Win Wendy. That's great. Uh, I talked to Steve Weiss earlier from the NFL Network, and he's part of the announcement of who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into that conversation. We're back here on Radio Row. This is Thursday, and I'm with NFL Network Steve Weiss. And, Steve, it's, it's really starting to starting to ramp up here today. You, you can feel it. I mean, yes. Thursday is usually the day. That's when a lot of folks start coming into town on the Super right. Bowl site. But the energy is here, right? And, and this is what you want. You want it to kind of build up right. and then peak on Sunday. But for what we do and everything, all right, let's go. Let, yeah. let, let, let's make it happen. Right. Let's really push. We've been talking about this game for 10 days now. Yeah. Now let's push the final X's and O's. And see what's going to happen. But as you know, the Super Bowl is not just a game, man. It's an no, event. It's, it's an next event. Next level, yeah. It's an event. Is, yep. Look how the people here on Radio Row. It hasn't right. been like this for the past two or three years. So that's a cool part of stuff too. How? Yeah. Let's get to that. How, how nice is that to see it starting to get back to normal again? It's been it's been a while, but it's starting to get ramped up again. It, it, it's great because you know, look, as a, as a country, as a world, right. we haven't been back to normal for a couple of years. But to kind of see. All of our media brethren yeah. back here. Remember, it's not Radio Row anymore. It's Media right. Row. They, had, they corrected me on that. They I was cor- calling it Radio Row. They said Media Row, Media Center. Because we have <laughs> podcasts. Yeah. We, have, we have original broadcasts right. as well as the radio stuff. So that's another element to us. You see all the big stages and sets. Right. I love it. The energy again. 
see Gronk walking around here yeah. and, and guys acting up. You're feeling what you're supposed to feel right now. Well, I know a lot of people are excited because uh, Rihanna's going to be on the third floor yeah. in a little while, and so that's going to be a showstopper. It's, it kind of reminds me of when uh, Beyonce was performing in New Orleans, and all of a sudden we were all doing interviews, and they're like, oh, no, here's Beyonce, and it just stopped. Yeah, like later. We'll, we'll, we'll Deion catch Sanders up is like, I'm out. I got to go see yeah. Be yeah, <laughs> Beyonce. We'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> right. So that's how it's going to be when Rihanna, uh, when she hits the, well, not the stage, but when she hits the third floor a little bit later on this afternoon. So for this game, um, we always talk about games are one in the trenches. I feel like yeah. this is the ultimate game is going to be one in the trenches. It, it really is, you know, and you look at the Eagles on both lines. Let's start with the offensive line. Talking to coaches who've played against them, they're like the best line in the NFL. And it all starts with Jason Kelsey. Right. You know, as great as Lane Johnson is, it's going to start with Kelsey. The athleticism, the strength, the way he's still playing. Right. I mean, you look at some of the stuff, the games they run with him as a center, pulling and just looping. It, it, it is amazing the way he handles it. And then on the defensive front, you know, as good as they are talent-wise, right. they dress 10 guys. Most teams only dress 10 defensive linemen, so they roll depth in. Right. That's why guys like Indomit and Sue, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, it's not just Hassan Reddick. Right. And Javon Hargrave, their nose tackle is the real, is the straw that stirs the drink there. So yeah. they're really good, but don't discount the Chiefs. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. We, we know their tackles are probably vulnerable to speed rush. Mm -hmm. That's you're going to see Andy Reid do some screens, do some things to get right. underneath that. So the play calling could offset some of the Eagles' strengths, and that's why this is going to be such a good game. Right. On paper, it looks like the Eagles up front. But you just never know how Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo are going to offset things. I'm excited for it. It's yep. really one of the better, I think, Super Bowls that we're going to see in a while. I mean, this one's fantastic. Let's hope so. I, I, yeah, I, I believe so. <laughs> Let's hope that's, so. That's what it looks like, at least on paper right now. But, Steve, you covered uh, the Raiders a lot this season. Yep. Uh, you were at Allegiant Stadium quite a bit. You saw a lot of their games. They've got a busy offseason. Yep. They've got a big offseason. How, how big is this for the Raiders? What do you think they – well, they need to start, obviously, with the quarterback. But yeah. how do you build this this team up in the offseason where they're all of a sudden competitive again in a very competitive AFC West. Well, I mean, again, like you said, you start with the quarterback. Yeah. Are you going to draft one and build? Right. Um, which seems like it it might be the smart play when you look at the rest of the division. Or are you going to go the veteran free agent? Right. Probably in some some form of both. Yeah. Um, but you can't have a competitive team in this division if you don't fix that defense. Right. Right. At all three levels, mm -hmm. they have got to get better. Right. And they know that. So I think you're going to see a heavy emphasis in free agency in the draft on the defensive side. Yeah. They've got some players they can still work with on offense, plenty of them. Um, but you, you've got to get – you've got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, but you've got to get an interior. Linebacking play has got to get better. And, of right. course, on the back end, that was a big concern and issue last year. That's got to be shored up. So they've – you know, when you hear BPA yeah. in the draft, best, yeah, player, best available, player available, yeah. it's, it's actually going to mean something for the Raiders. Well, you know, and, and using the Eagles for an example, I mean, they have, what, 10 out of 11 of their starters were drafted guys. Yeah. So it can be done. Sure. And it can be done pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, look, not everyone has to take the Rams approach or the Bucks right. approach where right. F them picks. Yeah. We're going to go out and get some veteran players. Yeah. It can be you build it, you re-sign your own guys that you develop mm -hmm. in your image. Right. And you make it happen. Look, the Raiders did it that way when they were pushing for the playoffs a couple years ago. When they had Derek, when they had Khalil, when they had Amari Cooper, right. they decided to change directions, and it didn't work, but they had built some homegrown talent. There's all kind of ways you can do that in the division. See the Chargers yeah. doing that, right? The Chiefs have done that. They went out free agency and helped their offensive line after the last Super Bowl. Yeah. But look, this year they draft. They've got six rookies starting for them. Mm-hmm. 
are playing integral rotational roles, most of them on defense where they went heavy in the draft. Right. It can be done, and you can work things quickly. How, how, how important is it to bring back Josh Jacobs, the, the, just the guy, he, how important he is to that locker room? I mean, let's not be crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, he's young. Yeah. He is productive. Right. Once they decided that he would be the focal point of their offense, that's when their offense started to function with right. the normal as he last year. Mm -hmm. So it's huge. Yeah. And if you try to say, well, we're not going to pay him or whatever, he is going to go shine someplace else. Mm -hmm. So you better replace him with somebody of that caliber who fits what you want to do. Otherwise, it's going to look like a bad move if you don't bring him back. Well, when you have guys like that, like uh, Josh Jacobs and Max Crosby, how important is that for the locker room to be able to see that, hey, if I go out there and do my work, they're going to reward us? Now, that's, that's the huge thing. Yeah. That is a huge, like, okay, if I go out, this is an organization that's going to value what I do. Right. And, and that's going to work. And that's why teams continue to succeed. That's why the Steelers, mm -hmm. you know, and some of these teams are continually there. We're going to draft our guys. We're going to develop our guys. We're going to reward our guys. If you let good talent go, yeah. and again, the Raiders have seen this with Khalil Mack, with Amari Cooper. Other right. guys are going to be like, well, what's up? Right, right, you know? right. Or you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's why up until last year, they drafted, like, in the top 10 for, like, 11 straight years right. because they would draft guys, develop them, and not re-sign them. What, what's right. the purpose what are you doing? What are you doing? You're paying other people to come in more right. money instead right. of signing your own guys who you, you develop in your image. So I, I think, again, for the morale, yeah, that's a really huge thing. But, again, you have a coaching staff in their second year that's trying to figure out how they want to identify this team. So you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of turnover as well. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, I know uh, the the Hall of Fame honors are t are this evening. Yep. I know I can't pry out of you who's gonna be a Hall of Famer, but just to be a part of this and, and to be able yeah. to, you know, just how exciting is it to know that it's another class that you're about to announce? Yeah. So I don't have a vote, but I am part of a lot of things as to where I I know who's in the class. Right. And it's absolutely amazing because, first off, those 48 or 49 voters have a very difficult job yeah, exactly. to, to see who's going in. And then you look at some of, the, like, the first ballot guys always, guys like a Joe Thomas. Right. Like, okay, whoever presents him to say Joe Thomas. Right, right. right. High and by. <laughs> right. But, it's, but it's, it's so rewarding because as players, and every one of them to a man will tell you, when you're playing, they're not playing to – get into the Hall of Fame, right. playing for their teammates, they're playing to win championships, or they're playing to win a paycheck. Mm -hmm. But then in hindsight, when they realize that there are only 362 players, coaches, and contributors of the tens of thousands, right. like 30,000, who have played, coach or contributed to this game yeah. on the NFL level, that's rare air. Yeah. So it really means a lot. And for me to have some little grain of sand of participation in that, it's everything to me. It's awesome. It is. Well, we uh, we, we appreciate you. We always appreciate you and uh, all your knowledge, and uh, have fun with the Hall of Fame. All right. Thanks for having me on. Steve Weiss, NFL Network, here with us. There he is right there. Steve Weiss had that conversation a little earlier today. And, Damon, it's always great when we ever get an opportunity to catch up with Steve. And he, he's been at many Raider games and, and – uh, even games that weren't at Allegiant Stadium, like that cold game in Pittsburgh, that Christmas <laughs> Eve game. But uh, just great to catch up with Steve. Oh, yeah, listening to that interview, it's one of those, when Steve Weiss talks, I want to listen. Right. That, he, that's just the best compliment yep. I can give anybody in this business. It, we're, he's so knowledgeable. He knows he knows his stuff, obviously, working for NFL Network. But, man, just, just that interview there, listening to him talk about all the contributors, everyone who's been a part of the game, and only the select few that have made it to the Hall of Fame. Steve Weiss, he could read the phone book, and I'd be like, man, 
is some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, he knows his stuff. Guys that know themselves, their stuff, how about Bruce Arians, NFL champion uh, head coach there in Tampa Bay with uh, the Buccaneers. He was the head coach of the team, and then uh, now he's in the front office. My man DeMond had an opportunity to catch up with him earlier today. You'll hear that conversation next here on Red Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. There's been a lot of hustling going on here at the Convention Center, Phoenix. Radio Row is where we're at. Been here all week long, and you'll hear an interview with me. You'll hear an interview with Just Amon. You'll hear, I mean, you'll just hear interviews on top of interviews, and sometimes it's both of us, sometimes one of us is because somebody is chasing someone else or someone's running across and hasn't got back in time. Just like when I talked to Tim Brown, I was like, all right, DeMond, we're going to do Tim Brown, uh, do an interview with him real quick, and then DeMond went to – to get someone else and try to lock them in, and boom, all of a sudden I was sitting down with Tim Brown. So, I mean, it's just that's how it is, and that's the beauty of it. And that's I really can appreciate all the guys that are here, you know, Steve Cofield and Adam Hill and you, DeMond, and Jared around running as well. We have about four or five different ways to record interviews. We could do interviews live. I mean, it's, it's great. So we really could conquer a lot at one time, whereas if it was just me and, and DeMond or – you know, Steve and Adam, and that was it, then it would be harder to do everything that we want to get accomplished. But we've had so much success, and we've been able to, to lock in so many really great interviews, and I'm excited for the grand finale, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to get here bright and early. I was just kind of making our plans right now with Adam Hill, uh, talking about we got to be here. we got Tom Pelissero at this table at 8.05 a.m. tomorrow. 8.05. So by the time you get out the gym, you're probably just going to, what, make a beeline right here? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I did this morning, you know. Finished up at the gym. It's only like two blocks away. I'm yeah, probably that's like smart. A, a five-minute walk, and it was just a nice – looking at downtown Phoenix, the sun just, was just now rising. It was a nice little sight, to be honest. No, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad. It's a, it's a good little idea. You know, on, on Fridays are always different, though, because you're checking out of your Airbnb, so we got to load up the car with all our, our bags. Uh, I, I plan on doing the laundry tonight when we get back to the room, uh, among other things, including work. But uh, laundry, all kind of stuff, it's, it's one of those, it's like that final day, that, that, that grand finale. When we uh, check out and, and head to Radio Row tomorrow, it'll, there won't be no going back to the Airbnb. So we've got to have everything that we want to take with us. We've got to have it ready to go. So we're going to do that, find some place to park down here, and uh, call it a day. And then when this show gets wrapped up tomorrow, then you'll hear, and you'll hear it way before that. By the time we get on the air tomorrow at 2 o'clock, you'll start hearing zzz, zzz, and you'll hear clink, 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 clink. You'll hear a little metal coming down from the big national uh, stages, and like Fox, you'll hear the bars start to drop, and this massive DraftKings, VEASAN, you'll see that. Bleacher Report, they have all these massive uh, structures. They're going to all start coming down, and then there's the common folk like us where you'll just hear us tearing, we're pull, pulling up the – the our, Just our a table, yeah, our tablecloth, you know, taking down the little banner that we have. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's the grand finale, and it's funny as you look around Radio Row, you could tell everyone who's been here all week is like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I'm ready to go home. You know, it's been it's been fun, but I think it's time to head back home. So we got one more day. We got plenty of more interviews that we'll do, uh, and there's going to be, as I mentioned before, plenty that we don't get to air by the time the week is all said and done. But my man DeMond earlier today had an opportunity to catch up with Bruce Arians. I thought that was really cool. He ran, tracked him down, got him at the table. Next thing I know, DeMond's just knocking this interview out. He's locked in with Bruce Arians, who you said was 
Kind of like your homeboy at the end, huh? Oh, yeah, like a homeboy. And I know you say, hey, gold jackets are bangers, but I think this is a soon-to-be banger. No, it's, it's definitely one. I, I'll definitely give you credit for that. That is an absolute banger right there. I mean, that's a, that's a, a Super Bowl champ, you know? And, and Bruce Arians is a hell of a coach. He's been around for a very long time, and he's coached up some of the best quarterbacks to do it, right? So, yeah, that's, that's definitely a banger. So without saying anything else about it, Damon Cotton and Bruce Arians from earlier today here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Check it out. Nope. There we go. <laughs> we got to upcut that. We got to upcut that. Good, fantastic job uh, in the home studios. But, uh, all right, so let us know when that is ready to go. I definitely want to let that be heard. So, Let's go to Jordan Schultz. You want to do Jordan Schultz interview? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I, I don't want to play Roman Harper now. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the message gets lost in between, you know, but that's there's a lot going on. There's a whole lot of um, – yeah, there's a whole lot of, of stuff going on, so everyone's doing a fantastic job. Let's go ahead and uh, hear the conversation I had earlier, well, we both had earlier, with Jordan Soltz from The Score, talking all things NFL, Raiders, and more. Back here on Radio Row, Phoenix Convention Center, it's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, and uh, have at the table right now a good friend. That's Jordan Schultz from The Score. He's an NFL insider. Jordan, how's Radio Row treating you, my man? Hey, I tell you, uh, this is my first real Super Bowl cover, Okay, and uh, it, it is it's it's a lot. Yeah, a lot oh, it is. It's it's. A, I always say you got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, it, it, well said. Because you you run into someone, you talk to someone, you got to do this, and then I was gonna. Try, I had to thought I might need to do something, so I said, "Q, I might need to change this time." And <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's it, cool though. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, we've been here since Sunday, and Monday was a little slow. Tuesday started picking up. Wednesday, then also today, it's like you walk yeah. in and. It just hits you in the face. It does. It does. <laughs> what, what are Raider fans thinking right now? Well, Raider fans are kind of on the edge of their seats, right? I mean, Derek Carr went and visited with uh, with the Saints. Yeah. Sounds is like that, he had a pretty good meeting. Are you happy about meeting. that? I mean, I think that the Raiders are happy about anything, if they can if they can get anything for him in return, you know, because I thought that they're going to have to just release, release them, yeah. right? So yeah. if, if they can find a way to our trade partner, I think that's a win for the Raiders. Yeah, and I think the Saints make a lot of sense, and I think if they can find the number – um, in the in the compensation, I think a trade will happen. It um, makes sense, right? Yeah, I think I think it will happen. So, I, I'm a little surprised there hasn't been more interest mm-hmm. from other teams because there's quite a few in in, in theory that, that would would want a quarterback. I thought the Jets might emerge, um, but overall, I think the Saints is a it does make sense. And then you have the Dennis Allen connection too, which is nice. Right, exactly. But do you think the the lack of interest has been because they know that the Raiders have to release him at some point? The Raiders don't necessarily have a lot of leverage. Right, that's, that's true. Um, there's also there's a there's there's a conception with Derek Carr, like you know, uh, not damaged goods, but the best days are behind him. And, right. You know, I think uh, some some teams probably feel like that. And um, I could see that. But but he's still. I think you could win with Derek Carr. I do too. I think I think the situation has to be really good. Mm-hmm. But you can win with Derek Carr. And in New Orleans' case. You know, Michael Thomas. If if he if he wasn't Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. he would have been gone right. by now. But they they want so badly for him to be the player he was, mm-hmm. and he was a great player. And there's a chance that he gets back to that, and and that's why, you know, he you could see him there next year. They well, they obviously had a great year with Olave as well. Yeah, that's the thing. They have the weapons and the defense. They have a solid defense. defense. You know, they have a run game. I think it sets up perfectly for Derek if he were to go there. I would say perfectly, but maybe the best possible. <laughs> 
as perfect as it could be, I guess, if you're if you're talking about what's perfect. Jordan Schultz is our guest here from The Score. He's the NFL insider. We're here on Radio Row at the Phoenix Convention Center. My man DeMond's with you. Yeah, you had a list, and it was about the biggest snubs when it yeah. comes to those awards. Max Crosby, that was the guy that you were really pushing for. The type of season that he had, do you think that it was better? Let's just point out Miles Garrett and say. I, I thought it was the same level as Miles Garrett. I got to see the numbers in front of me with the pressures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Max maybe sacks were a little bit lower. Yeah, right? Max had 12 and a half sacks. I think Miles might have had 16. Yeah, but but I mean sacks is a that's right. a specific step. My, yeah, Max. I, I mean to me he's one of the three or four best defensive players in the league. Right. I, I think he is that dominant. Right. And uh, I I would love to see him get the credit that he deserves. And that's why I put him at the top of that list because I, I think he really – and that's all – like when you ask teams about Max Crosby, they all they are like, man, that guy, how, how did we miss on that guy? Right. You know, and he obviously – Eastern Michigan, he wasn't a high pick, and he's – you know, he got paid too. And when a guy gets paid as a young guy – and then he still plays at a high level. Right. You know you're in That control. tells you a lot about, you know, about a guy. And, and I really respect Max, and I love the way that he continues to grow, and I think he's getting better. I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet at all. No. He's, and he's such a humble guy, and he's uh, – not only has he not hit his ceiling, I, I, would, I would argue that he is – I think he's going to get significantly better just because mm-hmm. that chip on his shoulder that just sits there. Yep. It's, it's, not, it's never going to go away. I love it when a player has a chip on yeah. their shoulder, right? Yeah. I mean, Josh Jacobs, perfect example. Jacobs is a similar, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, a guy that just runs like every last, every play is his last. Right, right, that's I how, love it. That's how, you know, uh, Raider fans obviously love Josh Jacobs. Yeah, they weren't sure what what to, what to think of him at b- before this year, right? Mm-hmm. If they wanted to extend him, but right. now that's pretty much sealed deal. I mean, it's it's the conversation we have every day on the radio is <laughs> not not if they were going to resign him, but how much. Right. That's. I mean, because I think that that's the conversation. I mean, Jordan, you've been covering the league for a long time. How important is it to have a, a glue guy in that locker room like a Josh Jacobs? I, so it's it's very important, but also it's rare that that comes from the running back position, and it's become the most like fungible position. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's not a lot of guys at the running back position that would garner the type of money that Josh Jacobs is going to garner mm-hmm. because. People feel like they can get in a draft, they can get a free agency. Right, and right, yeah. Josh Jacobs is going to get the money that he's earned because his he's still got a lot of great football in him, mm-hmm. and he's put up the numbers. I mean, you know, the, look at San Francisco, right, with McCaffrey, Yeah. how he changed that offense. Well, now they're going to have to pay him as well, right? and they're going to have to figure it out. Um, there's only a few running backs, a select few that really get that type of money, and he'll be one of them. He should. He absolutely should. Yeah. And he said he wants to stay in, in, in Las Vegas, but it has to make sense. And, and I, don't, I don't blame him, right? Yeah. Like you said, the running back position has been so devalued. Is, is he the most loved Raider? I think so. I would think so. Him and Max, they've got to be, right? And whoever the next quarterback is going to be. Where does where does Adams – I know he's only been there a year, but I'm just curious. What he's is, up there. He's very high. He's very high on the list. Yeah. You know, everyone was panicked at first when it was the whole Derek Carr is not going to be around. Oh, is Devontae going to bounce, right? And, I mean, look, depending on who the quarterback is, maybe yeah. he would want to. Yeah. But, I, I, I mean, Devontae is phenomenal. I mean, watching him, I always knew he was great when he was in Green Bay. But when you see him in practice and you're up close, you're like, different. did he just do that? It's different. Yeah. What about um, – what's the thought on Chandler Jones? Were Raider fans – um, I think they were excited about him when they got him, when they got yeah. him and they weren't excited about the production. I mean, because it's a production business. You know, yeah. four and a half sacks, just not going to get it done. Yeah. He's had such a g- phenomenal career. Yep. I, I want to I, I believe that he's going to bounce back in a big way, which would obviously do wonders for Max. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big Chandler guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 
he's been one of the best players in the league for right. eight years. Yeah, so. no, he's he's phenomenal, yeah. and, and we were all excited when uh, the Raiders the, found a way to get him in free agency. I was like, oh man, Max and Chandler, Chandler and Max, oh, yeah. this is gonna be great. But they don't. The interior doesn't get the pressure either. They yeah. need to get. Well, that that's pressure. what Philly does so well. Right. That's a perfect example. Right. You, you can't. They don't get the the same accolades. Yeah. But the interiors. Look at, look at Hargrave for example. Mm-hmm. What he's done. Fletcher Cox. Yep. Yeah. It's that's a that's a high level of interior play. Before we get into the Super Bowl, I've got to ask you, because it's been the talk of Radio Row, Aaron Rodgers, especially for Raider Nation, what's he going to do after this darkness retreat? Where do you think Aaron Rodgers may end up? Well, the odds have shifted to the, the Raiders at like yeah, was it like plus? Right? Was it is it plus 600 now? I think, I think it's minus. Minus? Oh, yeah. Is that's, it? that's the odds. They basically flip with the Jets. Okay. So, um, I mean, the Devontae thing is so, like, that's 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 too easy. Yeah, it's easy fit. Uh from a cap standpoint, they, they could do it, right? So um, I would love to see him back with Devontae. And I would love to see what that offense could do with, with Aaron Rodgers. I would too, but what, what would it take? What do, what do you think oh, they, realistic compensation for a trade for Rodgers? Well, I think you're looking at obviously a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, multiple ones feels like a lot, but yeah. that's possible. Multiple ones is possible, maybe two. Uh, maybe a one and a two. Right. Uh, that's that's a lot to give up for a thirty-seven year, thirty-eight year quarterback. It is. But if if you if you're going to get a two-year commitment, mm-hmm. and you believe that your roster is really really is 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 that if you believe he puts you in a position to win 11, 12 games and contend. Right. You got to do it. You have what, to do it. Well, what do you think? You see the Raiders roster right now. I mean, I know there's a lot of work to do in the offseason. Does Rogers? Does he turn them from a six and eleven team think, to eleven and six? I think he. Ten and seven, yeah, in that mm-hmm. range. Yeah, I still think the Jets make the most sense. Right. I've always, I felt like for a while that that was where he was going to be, um, they, and they have a lot of nice weapons there. Yeah, so, they do, and a nice defense. They do have a nice defense. defense. Yeah, they've done, they've done well drafting, except for the quarterback. Right. Um, I, I really would love to see him in one of those two spots. So. Well, I know where I'd like to see him. <laughs> <laughs> is, is is that unanimous, Raider fans? No. No, no, a lot of fans don't want to see him because they don't like his attitude. Yeah. They don't like this, that, and the other. Every year, it's is he yeah, going to play? Is he? So yeah. I get it. I mean, you know, it, it, he ain't for everybody, you know. What did Raider fans – I'm just curious why I have you. The video with the Patriots fan in the stands. Oh, yeah, that was – How did Raider fans react to that? Were they like, oh, what a shame, or were they like, that's how we are? No, no, a lot of them were like, that's, that's, bad. that's bad. You can't do that. I, I remember saying that myself, like, you can't do that. You know, like, <laughs> I get it. At one at one point, I mean, I used to go to the Oakland Coliseum all the time. We used to be rocking and rolling. and, and Yeah, trying to intimidate everybody. And, you know, I, I've seen I've seen it all, right? I've seen the, the porta potty dumped over when the opposing fans in it. Like, I've seen it. Yeah. Been there, done that. But at some point, man, it's like, okay, it's you don't have to be that person, right? Yeah. And then now everyone's got videos. and You know yeah. what I mean? So you can't. You got to be cool <laughs> about stuff. You grew up stuff. going to the Coliseum. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, hey, I'm an Oakland guy through and through. I'm a Bay Area cat. I'm a Raider fan, Warrior fan, A's fan. And. Now I get to cover my favorite team. How's that? Who's your favorite uh, Oakland point guard? Kid, Dame? Um, Gary Payton. Payton. Yeah, Payton's my guy. We just talked to Gary Payton on the radio yeah. the other day. Yeah, Played Payton. in the celebrity basketball game with him, or not with him. Uh, he yeah. was coaching the team. But, yeah, Gary Payton's my guy. Yeah, he is. What was his dad's name? Mr. Mean. Mr. Mean. Yeah, Mr. Mean. Yeah. Is that because he was mean? Yeah, he was. He was, he was, he was like a, a true mean dude. Like, and then, you know, he, he, had, he started to embrace that name. Yeah. And so he started to laugh and smile a little bit. But, yeah, he – he was that guy. He's a man. 
He's a cool dude, though. Yeah. He's cool. Well, KD to the Suns, man. I got to ask you, yeah. KD to the Suns, do you think that's changing, like, I, the balance of power? Hell yeah. Like <laughs> hell yeah, it's changing about. You know, there's a Super Bowl going on in Phoenix, and everyone's talking about KD to the Suns now. I think that changes everything. Yeah. At least in the West. Mm -hmm. Because now you have – you can put – let's just play it out. You can put Kevin and Book in a pick and roll. Mm -hmm. You can put – or you can put Chris and, and Book in a pick and roll, put Kevin on the on the wing. Put eight in the dunk spot. Now, to give up Bridges and Cam, that, yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot. But you're getting one of the best three players in the world who's still averaging, who's still playing at the highest level possible. Right. And you were on the precipice of a championship two years ago. I, I think they had to do it. I do, and too. I love Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, but you had to do it. I, I, I do, too. I agree 100%, and, and I'm a big uh, Chris Paul guy. I really like Chris Paul, and I think this is his opportunity, right? Yeah. This is this will take so much of the load off of just like having, I mean, Kyrie and Luca. It, it's not the same, and I don't know if it's a perfect fit because they both need the ball. Yeah. But Luca's never had anybody that can create like that. Right. They can relax a little bit. Yeah. We'll so see. You know. I'll see. I, I'm interested to see how that fit works together. Yeah. You know, Luca and I still Kyrie. I like Milwaukee in the East. So do you? Yeah. And they just got Crowder. That'll help. They yeah. gave up a lot. Was it five second rounders? Something like that. Yeah. That's a haul. It, it is. Milwaukee's. A, Nobody talks about Milwaukee. But Ever. They're, yeah. They're and, right and, and, you know, they're just, just coming off a championship that they won not too long yeah. ago, So and still nobody talks about them. Well, Jordan, I always appreciate Thanks, you, man, hanging out with you. you. Uh, any any gut feeling on the Super Bowl? You you, you got to – I've waffled so many times, but I, I do like Kansas <laughs> City 27-23. Okay. What I, what I stuck with. I think it's one in the trenches, so I got fairly winning it. I, uh, I just think – What's the spread? One? One and a half? Something like that. Yeah, yeah I'm not 100% so. sure. But it's – it's I, I think Philly's going to get it done just on the strength of that That's defense. Fair. But yeah. we'll see. George Schultz from The Score, NFL Insider, with us here on Radio Row. So there was our conversation we had with Jordan Schultz. Great great dude to catch up with. Real good dude. Known him for quite a while. Uh, NFL Insider. He was uh, with Yahoo Sports uh, a while back. Now he's with The Score. And uh, he joined us here on Radio Row on Unnecessary Roughness. So still have a couple interviews from today that we got to get to. Matter of fact, Damon, I think we're going to close everything out with uh, your interviews. we got Bruce Arians now ready to go. All Thanks right. to our guy Chris Chapman doing some fine work behind the scenes to make sure we don't uh, sound like uh, college radio or whatever, sound like we're actually the real deal. And so we're going to play that. And then also you caught up with Roman Harper, former uh, NFL safety, longtime uh, NFL safety. So both those conversations we'll have before or we will hear before we close out the show. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's go for it, man. I'm feeling froggy, so let's leap. Right? I tried to sell the Bruce Arians one. I was excited about hearing it because I haven't heard this one or the Roman Harper one yet. I just know that they happen. I know that we have them. And it was kind of similar to the time when uh, I was, we were in San Francisco uh, at the Super Bowl, and Smokey told me to go get Drew Brees. And I was like, all right. And so I hawked him, and I hawked him, and I hawked him until I, can, until I, I just I didn't give up. And I ended up backstage. I, they, they started walking backstage, and I just started walking with them. And I had my ESPN jacket on. And so I just kept walking, and Chris Berman was there. And I got back there with uh, Drew Brees and everybody, and they're looking at me, and they're like, and I was like, yeah, I'm just here to talk to Drew. And they said, oh, okay. And so I told them a couple things on why I wanted to talk to him. And they said, all right, we'll bring him right over to you. And they brought him over to me, and I recorded him right there on my phone. And then I labeled it. I labeled it, and I still have it in my phone to this day. Drew mother effing breeze. <laughs> and that was exactly <laughs> how I worded it. That's exactly how I labeled it in my phone. And I sent it real quick as a, as a voice memo uh, email. Sent it over to uh, Smokey and them and said, thank you, or you're welcome. You know, because that was that, that, was that big that was that big moment, like, you know, when people ask, like, what do you get nervous about? I didn't get nervous about that interview. I was just proud of that interview, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, 
still kind of testing me to see if I had the stones to go and get an interview like that, if I could pull it off without his help. And obviously I was able to, so uh, that's what I've been kind of doing this week, allowing you guys to go and do a lot of the running and, and, and grab these these guys without me. And so that's uh, that proud father moment. So when I saw you uh, over here talking to Bruce Arians and, and you sat, sat down with them and, and had the interview with them, I thought, fantastic work. So now, thanks to my man Chris Chapman again in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's DeMond with Bruce Arians. Here on Radio Road with Coach Bruce Arians, and, man, this is a fantastic – this is an all-timer for me, man. One of my favorite coaches ever, man. How's the year off been, though? I mean, you get the grind of coaching, 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 but how's this year off been? It was awesome. I got to uh, go to practice every day, still around the players, you know, mm-hmm. then go play golf in the afternoons. First time I played golf in the fall. It was kind of fun. <laughs> so you, mean, you mentioned how you were around the team, around the team. So what was that role like of being basically – still a part of the team but not on the sidelines you know doing your job head coaching on Sundays yeah it was it was for me it was a great transition we got a heck of a staff and uh, Todd's doing a great job so for me it was just stay out of the way mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody thinking I was yes. overshadowing anybody mm-hmm. so I stayed out in the background and just helped wherever I needed wherever they needed me and uh, and did it Again, we're talking to Coach Bruce Arians here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio. Hey, showing some love, showing some love. Ain't no problem with that. All right, Coach, so I still want to talk to you about that Buccaneer season. I mean, the team did make the playoffs, and Tom Brady retiring. What are your thoughts on Brady finally hanging it up? Because here in Raider Nation, we were thinking that, hey, he's not really going to retire. He's going to come to the Raiders. What do you think about Brady's retirement? I think it was the right time for Tom. You know, it was it was a really rough year for him personally, and uh I'm so proud of him. He, he stuck in there and did everything he could to help us win and uh, got us a Super Bowl. So it was a great three years. And uh, just wish him all the best because he's a better human than he is player. Okay. Couldn't have said it better myself. And Byron Leftwich was recently let go from the Tampa, from Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you think that he's going to get that head coaching job somewhere eventually? Because, hey, that offense is, looks like dynamite to me. Yeah, I, I think his time's coming. And, uh, you know, this this was unfortunate this year that uh, we had to make the change. But, uh, you know, Byron's got a bright, bright future. And then something that hits very close home to me as an African-American male, the things that you do for diversity. Now, I know we have the Rooney Rule in place, but what do you think are some of those next steps that could be taken to may increase the number of black head coaches that we see around the league? Yeah, I think we've done a good job now with uh, creating more spots for quarterback coaches, young coaches to get on offense. Yes. You know, it's because the hiring cycle is so cyclical. Mm-hmm. When Bill Parcells and Belichick went, it was all defensive coaches. Now, young office, Sean McVay, some guys, so it's all offensive. So everybody's looking for that guy who can – really get to that young quarterback and uh so i think we're getting enough people in those positions now to grow and grow this this and it just somebody's got to get hired that's all it is and then with this matchup that we see in the super bowl with the chiefs and the eagles the two starting quarterbacks the first time that we've seen two black Mm -hmm. quarterbacks start in the super bowl a historic moment who do you think has the edge when it comes to these teams because the both of the quarterbacks they're one and two in the mvp race yeah they're too great and it's totally different offenses that's what's amazing nick does a great job with that group in philly and obviously andy Reid is the best uh what he does in kansas city so to me it's gonna be philly's defense I don't know if Kansas City's offensive line can handle that pass rush. Hassan Reddick, my man, is doing great. Yes. Again, we're talking to Coach Bruce Arians here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio. Something else I want to ask you about, about this potential this matchup in the Super Bowl here, is going to be the offensive line for the Eagles. How impressive has that offensive line looked to you? They've been outstanding in the run and the pass. Mm-hmm. You know, there for a while they were pretty much run-oriented. Uh, now with Jalen throwing the ball and A.J. Brown and, and – DeAndre Smith, I mean, they got weapons, bro. So uh, I've been really impressed with the, the improvement of that offensive line. 
All right, Coach, thank you so much for your time today. Right, Joining me here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio. You got it, brother. There he goes, Bruce Arians. That's your homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's the homie. <laughs> Who's doing more for black coaches in the league than Bruce Arians? Well, I mean, you know, he's, you're, you're right. You're not wrong about that. He's a, he's a good coach. He's a really good coach. Uh, seems like a really good dude, right? I mean, he's had um, many minorities on his coaching staff. He's had women on his coaching staff. I mean, he's, he's done a lot. And, and, oh, by the way, he's really good at what he does. And I was actually shocked when he uh, decided to leave the sideline in Tampa Bay and, and head upstairs. But who knows if he'll make a return at some point or not. Or, you know, he's, he retired at one point after he left Arizona, and then he came back. So you never know. But just having him around the game, it was always cool to see him. Matter of fact, I remember last time we were in Arizona, uh, seeing him walking around with his cool little Kangol on and everything. He was rocking that thing. He, he was, he's the guy, man. He's, he's, he's a really good dude. So good job with that. 4.42 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back. We'll hear from Roman Harper, and we'll close out the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. 4.47 is the time. Just got a few minutes left of today's show. It's really quiet right now. Mm-hmm. All the stations are packing up their stuff and getting ready for one more day on the row. That's what I like to call it. One more day tomorrow. But there's probably, what, Damon, maybe, maybe 10 stations active right now. Maybe. Yeah, us, Dallas. Trying to see if I can see who's actually, uh, yeah, that's all I can see is Dallas. Yeah, but yeah, well, I mean, they're right in front of us, so it's easier <laughs> to see them. I see Arizona a little bit. Um, we've ran into many people that we know around here a lot. It's been it's been it's been a lot of fun. It really is. DraftKings is still going. The little Veasan booth is still going pretty strong. Looks like Fox is going pretty well. Not really. In the odd, you know what's the funniest thing? I never heard the odd couple do a show. What do you I mean? know they're here. Well, because they always start the show. Do they still start the show where they get all loud when Chris Boussard's like, oh, do they still do that? You do, are asking you, the wrong person. You listen do, to the odd couple. Do you ever listen to the odd couple? Chris Boussard <laughs> and Rob Parker? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they still do it. They still do. They the, do uh, still yeah. do that. Thank yeah. you, okay, thank you. See, I've never, I've never heard all week long. I never heard them do it. Yeah, I like the intro because I'm old and I like the uh, the odd couple. So I know, I know exactly what what you're talking about. I'll tell you right now, man. I used to get so annoyed because when I, I was in my last couple months in Central Texas, I had switched over to Fox Sports Central Texas for a minute, and so the odd couple always came on right after my show wrapped up, and so it always oh or whatever it was it was chris broussard and so he was trying to, he's trying to be the mad dog so basically and then you know it'd be like it's chris broussard and rob parker or so you know like they had some whole skit that they used to do or whatever and yeah one one yeah. guy sits you, you in a pew on sunday and the other guy's at the horse track or something like that yeah at the strip club isn't <laughs> that what he said <laughs> yes 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 yeah, one yeah, guy yeah. one guy's watching the girls on the pole or something yeah, that's what. That's exactly what he said. So yeah, I only know that because when VGK Insider isn't on, that that comes on in place. So mm. you two should do a skit at the beginning of every show. Not going to do skits. I don't do skits. I don't do bits. You don't have the acting chops. No. You can learn from a uh, young Dylan. We saw him around. Young he Dylan was cool. You young would D- hate one of the radio stations that's around here because that's all they were talking about. Remember when a certain radio station we, we saw him out at dinner? It was like, hey, I did this bit today. Oh yeah, oh, I did this bit. 
I don't I don't like bits because they're so not natural for me. If that's your thing, that's cool. Do you? But I don't do bits. I'm good. I just it's just for me. I don't. It's not my. Not everybody is capable of doing it. I get it. Yeah. If you but could, if if you, you if you can and you enjoy it, go for it. No, but don't. I'm just not. I'm not a, uh, bit, a bit guy. The most annoying thing in the world is people that are fake on radio. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like I everybody mean, has like an amplification of their character, like when they come on the air, whatever. But like if you are somebody totally different, mm-hmm. I cannot ever. I right. can't listen to you. No, I can't either. And, and I and I don't want to. Here's the guy. Here's the guy right here rolling in. Oh man, you know there's trouble when Foss is around. Oh man, Steve Foss. Come on, man. Come on, step step to the mic, man. You you've been here all week. I haven't really had an opportunity to talk to you too much. We interact, but we don't really. <laughs> this guy is always trouble. So what I was gonna do, and, and good afternoon. How you One doing? One of my favorite peers and and longstanding friends, Q Myers. I found a diehard. Raider fan. Okay. It must, it must have, the vibe must have, he must have known. Yeah. You know, I came to Phoenix wearing the Cliff Branch yeah. Hall of Fame cap. Yep. As, as you know, he taught me how to catch a, a football in my backyard in El Paso, Texas when I was eight. Came back again to the house, brought Clarence Davis. Yeah. So 21 and 28 uh, for the Raiders will, will always be etched right. in, in me. Um, and uh, Q, you were with us last what was it, last August when we went to the – Yeah, the Hall of Fame. To, yeah. to the Hall of Fame Absolutely. and then went to the after party. Yeah, oh, yeah. Raider Nation was strong there. Oh, yeah. So um, to be able to say, you know what, and I don't want to look past 57. Right. But 58, we coming to see you. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. Well, I better start preparing myself now. Steve Foster in Vegas. What could go wrong? <laughs> Look, man, we're not trying to make one of the movies that they make when they get right. The show. Exactly. We're not trying to do that, man. Foss in Vegas. What could go wrong? I did. <laughs> look, wanna... look, look. I get a scam likely when yep. I'm on the air. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who's trying to? Who's trying to front? I'm to. Hey, look, man. They know. They know. I, I did want to ask you this because Steve was uh, was a running back. Went to Princeton. Um, Jason Garrett was his uh, his uh, roommate, teammate. What was it? Yes, both. Both. There you go. Roommate and football, teammate. Football. Football. Football roommate. Yeah. Teammate. There you go. He, there you he, go. You know, hand it off in practice. I wanted to ask you about Josh Jacobs, as he just finished leading the league in rushing, over sixteen hundred yards. Obviously, he's a he's going to be a free agent. You know, they didn't pick up his fifth year option, but from one running back to another, like what what did you think of the season that Josh Jacobs had? Well, remember we met him. Yep. And uh, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love his story. I mm-hmm. love his grit. And then he said, "Okay, well, let me show you." Right. The, the guy that talks about it. No, be about it. Right. Um, right. You know, the Raiders know what they have. Mm-hmm. Been, he's been good. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you you think you go better. Mm-hmm. Listen, they don't say the grass is all not always greener right. for a reason. Right. As my dad would call it, rest in peace, dad, his birthday yesterday. Oh, nice. It's conventional because it is a statement that is known across time. Right. You know what you have in Josh Jacobs. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you let go something that you got You got the guy? Yeah. yeah. Pay him, yep. have him continue along. Right. Did he say he wanted to leave? No, he said he wanted to be there as long as, uh, as, long as, they would have as, long as it made sense. It right. has to make sense. Makes sense? Yeah. Well, no. AKA If it doesn't dollars, make dollars, it, it doesn't make sense. sense. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> but, but I think he's, he's shown right. that, that, hey, listen, I can do well for your team. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you switch. This is the deal, and oh, I'm oh, I'm. 
if you have a good woman, <laughs> you don't have to go get another one. <laughs> you got the good woman. Speak on it. Stay, wait a minute. Stay wait a minute. Woman. This is the guy. <laughs> Hold on, man. Hold on. There's something about consistency. Why does everybody like Rolex? Because you know what you're going to get. Do we? I don't know yes. what a Rolex feel like, man. I barely got an I, Apple Watch. I, I, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But if you got a Rolex, you would know. Well, You'd yeah. Like, oh, false. Rolex. <laughs> Look, huh? I know my Apple Watch does what it's supposed to do. <laughs> right. right? It, it, and it, you're not giving that up either. No, no, so, no. There you go. My point being made, either Apple or Rolex, <laughs> if it's good for you, keep it. Well, how about this guy? I'm in. We're Kevin, inter- hit the music. No, don't do it. We're <laughs> we're interviewing we're interviewing Elisa Hernandez earlier this yep. week, yep. and she had some big fancy nails on, and they caught my attention. So I asked her about it, and Demar's like, "Oh, those those probably cost like triple digits." So he's up here. He's up here taking care of someone's nails. I said in a, in a past life, you're not, not? not that E40 guy. In the in the phone booth. Wow. Should I save her? What? I'm just asking. Wow. Jamin, like I said, hit the music. The music's rolling, <laughs> man. The music is rolling. This is this is this is classic Raiders. Yeah. We love each other, but we tough on each yeah, other. Yeah, buddy. That's tough love. It is Raider Nation love. <laughs> you know it, man. Hey, every hey, when when when, when life gets tough, I, I just even on the phone, the, 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 right. the, the autumn wind is like, a, yeah, you know, a yeah, Raider. That's I right. do. And, and I play it. Fantastic stuff. Well, we're closing now. That's Steve Foster, Damon, your boy Q. That's you a wrap on the day. Dude. We'll be Marcus back tomorrow. Marcus Radio, Island. 920.